Welcome to episode 166 of the movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Jalloweri begins with Black Belly of the Tarantula from 1971. Guys, guys, guys. I, I, I need to cool I, off I, a little bit. I had to stop for oh, a yeah. second there. Yeah. Hold on a second. Sorry, folks. Oh, oh man, I feel go. better. Welcome, everyone, to our... This is hopefully maybe our first annual, but maybe it's something we'll continue each year. Yeah, uh, we'll uh Where we're, each uh, week we're going to pick a different giallo to cover. Um, uh, tonight's episode, we're starting off with Black Belly of the Tarantula from 1971. Uh, yeah, this can be fun. This is something we've been talking about doing for a while now, but it's I just... think a couple years even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, people don't know, but when like January hits February, we plan like the whole year out. And you you don't really realize there's not a lot of months. Like you have like no. 20, 30 topics, but really. How many you months could do... there possibly be? 13? <laughs> 11? <laughs> but yeah, you can only get through at most. Is it a leap year? <laughs> 12 topics, right? Mm. Like you're only doing 12 topics, really, if you're going to do four episodes per topic. And then even that, you got to cut into that we yeah. do the Shocktober, best of and Shocktober. And, you know, yeah, so it doesn't really leave that much each uh, year to cover. I think we need to step up the game and maybe do it like a daily. Podcast. <laughs> awesome. Every morning at nine o'clock, we'll come down here. And I think in, in previous years, po- uh, pre twenty twenty two, we weren't covering uh, weekly, right? No. Mm-hmm. We we you know I think we we tried to be bi weekly maybe the year before, and then uh, tried to have a, about ten episodes in, yeah. in twenty twenty or whatever it was. Yeah, it was a, it was a mess when we were before we were doing. I think really before you joined, before we were doing it live and. You know, it was like hours and hours of editing and live from the studio. <laughs> Before we perfected our game, watch and- out on the four hundred one. There's come on back up. <laughs> hey, Adam, Adam, the, Adam the right Sky, there. could you tell us about this uh, snowstorm coming our way? <laughs> Little blah, blah, I can't see anything. Oh, we're going down. We're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Z Morning Zoo, guys. I did want to talk about, we'll get into what we've been watching in a second, but before we jump into the movie as well, Jalo, or I guess, is it still, how's it pronounced plural? It's like, it's an, the O is replaced with an I. So is that Jolly? Jolly. Sounds like like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, yeah, like what? What is your guys' first experience with with jello? I think Ar- Argento. Argento. For yeah, sure. I, I think that I was thinking about that. Like, I, there's I have, I'm of two minds of this. Do you think it's a good idea to start with Argento? Because on one hand, 
you're going to probably see the best. Everything is downhill after that. But everything that. is, and and it's not like it is for me. It's probably downhill, but not like there's still a lot of great jello, but they're yeah. different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like Argento, you're getting those crazy kills. It's almost like the beginning of the slasher film, pre-slasher, mm-hmm. right? And you, when you then go into watching all these other ones, you realize that's not really the case. You're not going to always get crazy kills. A lot of them don't even necessarily have a horror vibe, right? Some of them are more of like a crime yeah. vibe. Some of them have that murder mystery vibe. There was like such a slick architecture and like slick uh, scores to them. Well, like, yeah, I, I, I think those are two things like, you always get. Yeah. And like even the, this one we're going to cover today is almost like the, their police. Uh, yeah, that's version. I mean cr- crime. Which, but uh, isn't this another genre like police? Uh, it's I, there is a name for it actually. I have a bunch of these as well. Um, fuck, I'll, I'll look yeah, it up later. Yeah, but it, it is like there's there's variations of this. Of but then that's of Jello, right? Like I would say a lot more are like this than they are the. But horror. this is also still a proto slash. Yeah, yeah. There's well, I I would say this is one of those ones that definitely feels more crime. But it still has a horror vibe where you can get into other horror, some Jalo mm-hmm. that don't have a horror vibe like at all. Um, they definitely are. And more others the, are the mo- even more horror than like even something like Deep Red, which plays in, in, a in, bit, in yeah. thriller-ish. Yeah. Blood, blood, um, Mario Bava's Blood and Black Lace, I think, are, is, yeah. uh, would definitely fall in. The, the other thing I was thinking about too, it's... It, um, this, uh, not this one, but the one we're going to cover... Next week, next week kind of reminds me of Blood and Black Lace in a, in, yeah, a little in, bit in some ways. Yeah, I, I one thing I noticed too that, and again that like I think it kind of hurts that you don't always get that. What that I've noticed because I, I watched a lot of these in the past couple weeks, but uh, Argento, like most of these, kind of throw you and you're trying to figure out who the killer is, right? But they do it by just throwing you out a bunch of suspects. And that's There's it. And, you, and you're trying to no narrow it story whatsoever. No. You're trying to narrow it down like, wait a second, well, it can't be that person because they were outside the door mm-hmm. at the time of this murder. And that's how you're trying to narrow it down. Whereas I find Argento, his his there's there's a mystery and story that you're trying to unravel to find out who the killer is. It's kind of like, well, what does this painting mean? And then you're going traveling to find what that painting, and then you end up in this house and there's secret. Mm-hmm. Like I think he does a good job that I do find these are kind of missing that. And and again, like I, I'm not, it's, I'm not saying I don't like Jalo that it isn't Argento, but I do find, like for me, he's at the top of the game. It's not just because there the kills, is a drop think, off. Is what you're saying? There's a precipitous drop off. Like Argento. I just, like, I don't even know if drop off is mm-hmm. the right word, but I do think it, they're different. Well, uh, so and a lot it, of them are really taking elements in. of Crystal Plumage because because yeah. it was a hit. Yeah, well, that's why this is called but, like Black Tranchla and. Uh, but the guy's a Mondo director. <laughs> Which I believe this guy was more mm. known for Mondo's, yeah. which is a little bit more docudrama, gritty. But there, there's stuff. some. I mean, I, I would say all the ones I've watched have been pretty, still pretty well directed, and it's kind of weird that a lot of these guys that didn't they're go incredibly on to, stylized uh, yeah. uh, movies mm. for sure. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about when we get into this film more. But there's a there's a, a fucking chase scene in this movie that's incredible. Yeah, and the way oh, yeah. it's directed and put together, and like like for a '70s chase scene. It it like you feel pretty like they've they're getting the camera in there and all different things and it's tense at parts mm-hmm. but uh, yeah we'll talk about it a little bit but yeah th- this is a film like I I I've I've seen quite a few Jello but it's it's been it's been a while like I think outside of the deep red I haven't seen any of these and and probably since the DVD days when they were coming out like ten years well, ago I think I told you guys about where the library got like just a, a crazy time. amount of Jello at, at one time and I I I saw I think it was. Might have been uh, Crystal Plumage, and I went, "Holy shit, I like these! What are these? What what are mm-hmm. these movies? Like, I I had no concept. I don't think I had seen Suspiria yet. Yeah, like that. Like 
it comes in, you got that slick <laughs> score, and you're like, what? Yeah, all right, yeah. cool. So I just started getting them, yeah. and over a, a span of a month, and I remember it was in the summer, I was just like, every night I'm watching them, and at that point I wasn't tracking anything, but all the stories sound the same. They're well, that, well, very that, Yeah, similar. like I find even watching a bunch now, they kind of blend together, yeah. and I do think like, again, I'm enjoying watching a lot of these, but... I don't know if Jalo is a great genre to watch a lot in a small period of time, especially again when you get into these ones that don't really have too much plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they do really start to blend together. So I'm talking like I watched 20 to 25 of these, and yeah. when we've talked about them, and you know, if you watched the beginning, be like, oh yeah, I've seen this. So, yeah. spoiler, <laughs> I'd seen this movie <laughs> yeah. and had no recollection. I've ever seen this fucking movie. <laughs> See, this is this is one of the few when I watched a bunch that stood out to me, and I think it's because it is again one of the few that still has those horror elements. It still has the gloved right. killer. Uh, I mean, even the, even the act of how he's killing people and the deaths aren't necessarily that violent because a lot of the, well, you see the needle yeah. you just stick in. But just the fact that... A few of them are kind of like, they do make you squirm a bit. The women are getting paralyzed, and you know these people are getting are cut fe- up are feeling as the they're alive. Yeah. So it, I mean, that in itself is pretty yeah. fucked so up and dark. It, it, it's uh, it's kind of wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I don't think... You know, when I was going through Letterboxd a couple of years ago, and I was just starting to mark everything I thought I'd watch, and I started going into the Giallo, and I'd read the description, and I'd go, that, I think that's that. But then I'd read another one and go, Oh, this sound kind of sounds yeah. like that they one. They all sound exactly the same. I think the only reason I know is because I own the ones that I I, I And I, I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I rent, I got them all from library. the library, and, and got, I had a giant stack of them. I was just putting them on. And I remembered the Argento ones because I ended up coming on the show. We'd talk about Argento, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I saw this movie. Because yeah. this, we'd go into details about Cat of Nine Tales or something. This is on the old podcast. Yeah, I, I would like to one d- day do a month of the the uh, Argento Jallos, the, the Animal Trilogy, and then you could throw Deep Red in there. Yeah, um, th- those I mean again are probably my favorite. If I had to, pay. again, I'm still going through a lot of these, and I I have I've been buying like all the Arrow Jallos the past couple of years. They've been putting out like most these of these big sets even, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and even Vinegar Syndrome put out a couple like of uh, you know maybe some that are less ne- less known, but yeah, I've been buying all these, and I just. Haven't watched me because they're not really movies that fit Shocktober. They're more like summery almost, mm-hmm. springtime. Or they films. could. Some of them could, but yeah, um, yeah, maybe the the one we're going to talk about yeah, next week. But um, I find a lot. Of, I know I watched like Eyeball because that is this insane one of the best posters ever. Where it's like pretty much a death cloaked guy and he's got a woman and he's holding her eye or something like that. <laughs> and I remember watching awesome. that all excited and I didn't. I just I don't know if it wasn't a great Jalo artist wasn't in the right mood. Um, because yeah, I, I put that in Shocktober and it just wasn't working for me at the time. But um, yeah, th- this is definitely one that did stick out with me, and I, I'm I am excited again. I'm going through them all as many as I can this month, uh, and I've been I'm kind of excited to uh, check out the ones I haven't seen. But this is a big deal because this film is like there's like three big giallos that have not made it to Blu-ray for whatever reason. This is one of them. House with the, the Laughing Windows is another, which is one I've been dying to see. I can't remember the third one offhand. Uh, and, but. And so did we all watch this on, uh, for the layman, uh, Tubi? Tubby. But it's Tubby. I think it's on Shudder is how did, I actually... But I do own the DVD, but I did watch it on Shudder. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, I think I watched it on Shudder, too. I watched Just, the, just uh, out yeah. of uh, ease of use, I guess. Mm. Um, but... Um, Any, anyways, we'll, yeah. we'll be... Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking, we'll be about, talking it, about But, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this month as well. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're always interesting because I think there's a style to them. Have you guys watched any 
yet. Or is it just the one we're talking about today? Any, I, uh, I just have d- dove into that, but maybe Kyle's I, got I one. Have, I've, I've, I've watched some. I'll, I'll talk about some next week as well. I, I'll talk about one that I watched uh, this... Or no, sorry, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about two, uh, two to this week. All right. Um, I watched uh, both from uh, the same director, Luciano... And I'm going to fucking yeah, butcher all these names. Luciano Ercoli. Ercoli. Um, so he put out um, this, Arrow put out this two-pack that you get both these films, uh, Death Walks on High Heels from 1971 and Death Walks at Midnight from 1972. These were kind of two that I threw out when we were deciding what uh, movies to, to pick because I've, I've heard good things about the High Heels Oh, yeah, one. this is the one Maddie told you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. watching that. <laughs> high Heels. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is the one that opens up. This thief is murdered, uh, by, and you don't see who it is, Um and so there's someone in a ski mask, and they have like these piercing blue eyes, so that you're trying to figure out who's, mm-hmm. who's the killer of the blue eyes. And they have this voice box, and I guess they're threatening the thief's daughter because he believes she knows where the diamonds. He, th- this guy killed the thief to get these stolen diamonds, diamonds, um, and now he's trying to figure out where they are, and he believes the daughter knows, so he's threatening her. Um, and and that, that's kind of the, the 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 story, really, is this this person stalking her. And then people are getting knocked off, and you're trying to uh, pierce it together. There's only like I think two or three deaths in this film, and like I think one of them's off screen. Like huh. it's a film you're not watching for the deaths. I'll just say that. Um, but uh, and and yeah, there's one that's pretty memorable just in the fact how realistic it was. Like you see him like slice the woman's chest and then her neck. It looks pretty fucking real. Oh, yeah. Like for seventies Italian effects, I don't know. It was pretty impressive, but. Uh, other than that, yeah, you're not watching for the deaths. Um, I, I will say, yeah, th- there's not a lot to this one, but I think it, th- it works just because there is so many twists and turns, especially in the end. It's just so like kind of kooky and, and silly that you're you're entertained. So yeah, I don't know. I'd, I I would say this is worth a watch. I, I'd probably go seven. Maybe it could be a seven and a half. I get it. Um, but I mean, again, I, I've been kind of enjoying most of these. These yellow, so I might mm. be a, a bit biased. And then I, I followed it up. Uh, I'll, I'll just talk about both now because, again, same director. And he kind of uses a lot of the same um, uh, actors and actresses in this film, too, a lot of repeat uh, players. But uh, this one makes no fucking sense to plot. This woman takes LSD, so she believes she's going to take LSD for like some experiment. They, they just want to, like, oh, we just want to, like, get a reaction to see what happens and, and uh, keep track of this, a doctor. Like an MKUltra situation? Some, something like that, just to see the, the, um, just to see the uh, effects, effects. And, and, what, and, and to, to track them. It turns out that's bullshit, though. This is a reporter, and he's like, oh, uh, put on this mask, no one's going to no, recognize you. He's going to take this and put it in the ma- the, this rag magazine and fucking her po- faces post all over there and make a fool of her, like, ah, oh, this uh, is what happens when you take LSD. Um, but so when she's on LSD, she happens to see... A murder happen where there's this guy wearing a fucking glove, this metal glove with like spikes out of it, awesome. is killing this woman by like punching her with a single. So that that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, and then yeah, so she's now trying to to put this together. No one fucking believes her at all. Like her boyfriend, everyone laughs at her. The cops treat her like a, a, a an idiot, and that's kind of like. What I didn't like, oh, this, it's almost like unrealistic. Like she's getting chased by someone. You see the door has been smashed in and they're like, oh, you're just imagining it. <laughs> Idiot. Silly woman. <laughs> That's um, probably like what the dub sounds like too. Oh, probably. you're just imagining it. <laughs> but I will say, and, and that, that like that's a lot of this film. The, the strength about it though is 
the female lead is, is fucking fantastic. She might be one of the best female leads I've seen in a giallo. Because all the time this stuff happens, you think she's going to be like, like, let's be honest, women in a lot of these films, they're there to be beautiful, to mm-hmm. get naked, to get killed. And then even if they're there to solve it, like, I, I find they're not. They usually solve it topless, right? Yeah. <laughs> This one though, like she's constant. Anytime like the cops like believe in her, she's like, "Ah, oh, well, fuck you." They like <laughs> it's kind of like she doesn't take no shit. Mm-hmm. I think she slaps or punches at least three men in the face. <laughs> and even the reporter, when she finds out about it, she punches them in the face and walks out. And he's laughing at her, so she grabs a brick and throws it through <laughs> his window. Like I, I really enjoyed her. I just wish she was in a better film. Right. Um, but it is kind of cool because again, you don't see that this strong like kick-ass woman that like constantly these buffoons around her and they don't believe her um and she's still gonna you know try to solve it because she knows that this stuff did happen um but yeah there, there's some there's some twists and turns i will say like the glove does not get used enough which is disappointing mm. like you have this great use that constantly yeah like that should be mm. exactly um I, i'm gonna go six out of ten for this one i still uh, liked hmm. it again but it's it's kind of like it, it's the lead you're watching it for that the story itself is is just like Oh, this is I saw this, and then the cop laughing at her, and then here I just he was just here. He's been following me. The cop laughs at her. Like it's it, it kind of these kind of films drive me crazy. Where you just like want to get on to into this walk into the screen and you know slap the yeah. detective and be like, listen to some of this, you dumbass. But uh, yeah, they're they're both well uh, well directed, and and they were it's it is kind of weird because they're both very different. Like the one is like so many twists and turns and goofy, and then this one there's not really too much. As much plot, at least. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, worth a watch. Cool. Awesome. Uh, well, I watched a, a 2022 movie that uh, I'm really excited to to mention. This is uh, Park Chan-wook's uh, uh, decision to leave. So he's, he's the guy that did uh, Old Boy, Handmaiden, the Stoker, Lady Vengeance, all, the, mm. all, all, all those movies. I, I liked pretty well everything I, I've seen from this guy, but... This might be my favorite oh, really? so far. Um, so this kind of it takes place uh, where this cop who's who's kind of like almost like this insomniac kind of cop, and he's he's investigating this this suspicious kind of mountain fall that happens, and this guy, and it's got a great shot of like um, an ant crawling across his eye, and then seeing the other perspective. The editing in this movie is fucking unreal. Like, the way they do all these cuts to these amazing shots, but not the exact thing you think you're about to see, mm-hmm. but also how it 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 ends up telling the the kind of mystery. Everything is done in the most subtle ways, and, and, and what ends up happening is this cop starts investigating this woman who is, it, it's the, the wife of this guy that's died, and quickly becomes kind of enamored with her and 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 who she is. It's almost like a vertigo sort of story, except if you gave Kim Novak's character more agency as the story goes goes along. Yeah. So it's this romantic thriller that always kind of leaves you kind of guessing but also knowing too much information, but what they do with that, they always spin it in a different direction. They're always twisting you around. I fucking I love this movie so much. I I highly highly uh, recommend it. Awesome. Um, it it's uh, the acting is 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 fantastic. It's got one guy from the host uh, who's the lead cop who's great. There's all these like amazing side funny characters. The the, the movie's actually quite funny. Uh, like uh, for for <laughs> like it's such a serious and movie. and sometimes is like really 
like super dark. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it nine. Oh wow! Um, it's gonna it's I, up there. I ended up talking to a friend about it uh, a couple days later, and then another friend, and like I almost was like, do I? Just fucking watch this again. <laughs> like uh, I, I was really, really impressed. Uh, Craver, where would you check this out? Uh, it's on uh, Mubai. Okay. So I've got a a, a Mubai. Uh, I know. I hate all this fucking right? shit, man. So Mubai. There's stuff I want to watch too, and it's like on Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. and then there's other stuff, and it's yeah. on Crave, and it's like. Oh. So this is like the one that it's got a lot of foreign films that we can't normally get here, and it's got uh, some other art art house stuff that from North America that that's only had um, limited. festival limited releases mm-hmm. with, with some of them, this one strawberry mansion, I, I want to check out. Maybe I'll, I'll talk about it in a couple weeks. I'm hoping to get through it because I don't cool. know how long I'm going to keep it. Uh, yeah. But there was, there was a great deal. Um, very, very cool. Um, awesome. Yeah. Cool. I watched uh, the, from 2022 as well, uh, a movie called Solomon. Which is, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this, it's a fun shutter. Uh, three of these mercenaries who are like almost like a 90s video game characters are pretty much these guys who uh, go in and they are the uh, watchdogs of this one military coop. They go in, they kind of take care of any problems that happen in, um, where is it? I forget the name of the uh, country. But it opens up with these guys like walking into this like deserted, like, uh, not deserted, well, everyone is dead in this tiny town. They're just like walking through and now they are pretty much mercenaries for hire. So it starts off with these guys kidnapping a drug dealer and taking him on a plane to um, wherever they have to take him to. Uh, I'm not explaining this well. <laughs> it's really uh, – the interesting story is it's a horror movie. It starts off so crazy rich. They have these great three characters who have like – It says the, it's in the region of Salem, Senegal. Mm-hmm. Oh, se- uh, okay. Yeah. In Africa. So, it's such a great story. And they, um, they're playing it sabotage. They don't know how. So they're taking this drug dealer and they have to like land in this one spot. And they, one guy knows this one guy who has this old like compound that you work for board at this point. So you have to like help out around the house. Like, all right, we can do this. They're trying to. I, I'm not doing a good job explaining this, but it's so good. I've heard the good things first about this. First half yeah. is so good. It's such a rich story, and then this horror element happens that like turns it, and it just really uh, ruins the actual movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that first half is so good. It's so rich. I watched it about a month ago, so I probably should have. Run about before I'm talking about it because <laughs> a lot's losing me. But I'm going to give it a seven point five because so you're still seven point five. First e- half is so good. The second half really uh, tanks it. So I don't know, man. I say check it out just for that first half. I'll, I'll quickly run through yeah uh, 2022. I don't want to say too much because I, I feel like we're gonna have an episode yeah. about this in like a month or two, whatever it's gonna be. But uh, I, I watched uh, two of them. Um, Vengeance from 2022. This is uh, the written, directed, produced by BJ Novak. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I won't say too much. I'll just say I, I did enjoy it. It's like this. Uh, he's a, he's like a t- kind of a terrible person. It opens up and it's like him and John Mayer. And they're just being the most douchebag. <laughs> Sold me. The most douchebag. BJ Novak <laughs> and John Mayer. Give yeah, me more. It's in. just that them at a party <laughs> being like the most misogynistic. Like th- th- you can tell this guy's horrible. He has all these women in his phone. Based on like woman from tech, uh, how, yeah, like they're all based on like oh that woman blonde mini skirt yeah he doesn't know any of their names anyways he's with a girl 
whatever, he gets a call in the middle of the night, and it's uh, the brother of some one, the, one of these women on his list. It was like a one date thing or whatever. Like you know, didn't and this mean is BJ Novak, BJ Novak's character. And sorry, the, and the brother's saying, ah, oh, you know, she just died. You got to come to her funeral. And she, he's like, no, oh, sorry, like I, I, that's terrible. Sorry, but I, I, he's trying to get out that he doesn't know her, but the brother's not allowing him to. And next thing you know, right. he's on a plane. And so he's this re- he's a uh, a writer for one of one of the not the New York Times but the New New Yorker maybe, uh, but he's trying to get into podcasting and he's been waiting for like the it's not topic. easy let me tell you yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's been waiting for the topic he's trying to get like in a true crime or something and this comes up and he doesn't and the, so the brother thinks that she wasn't it's a suicide but he believes she's murdered. B.J. Novak doesn't believe it because he's like oh so w- what's your thing he's just like it's my gut like she never do drugs. B.J. Novak doesn't, he believes it's probably a suicide, but he's not going to do a story on the murder necessarily. It's going to be on like how people allow, like people have to always find an answer. They can't just believe it's a suicide. So they'll do whatever they can to make an answer to make them feel better about themselves. And it also, it helps that this family is like this kooky, crazy Texas family. Um, so he's going to do the podcast. And I don't want to say too much more than that, but he, you know, he gets an investigating and, and like in the family. It's kind of like your typical, like, you know, he's ripping on these people, but he's going to realize they're, you know, not much different than him. But I think what it, it, I mean, it's not a perfect film. There's some stuff that I could see people find cringing, cringy, but like, I just, I love BJ Novak's writing. Mm-hmm. And like in this film, especially, and, and Ashton Kutcher of all people. <laughs> okay. John Mayer, BJ Novak, <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher has Dream a dream team. Uh, yeah. He has like three <laughs> yeah. scenes. I hate Ashton Kutcher. I think he's fantastic in this. Like maybe it's just because I'm used to him being so bad, but mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because the writing's good. But I don't know. I did, I liked like all his bullshit speeches. Like if you right. enjoy s- bullshit speeches where it's just mm. people going on and on, like you know, <laughs> I, I don't even try to. I was going to try to say it, but I don't want to butcher. It. He's going on <laughs> about like playlists and how that makes the person you are. You know what I mean? But you don't mm-hmm. know any of this music. You're just listening to. I, I don't want to get into it. Uh, I'll butcher it. But uh, yeah, anyways. I I, really, I I have been looking forward to watching this I, one. I enjoyed it. It's one that like everyone was talking about at the beginning of the year, and it, it's kind of been forgotten about as as the year went on. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 always, I think I've talked about it, at least with you guys, maybe not on the show, but I feel like there's always one of these like kind of crime films that goes under, mm-hmm. you know, like small-time crime, kid detective, cold in July. I feel like every year there's one of these ones that I always think are great, and it seems like everyone else kind of... Ignores. Ignores or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I have one more. Do you guys have more to talk about? Yeah. Um, right, want to do Chippendales? Sure, let's do... Yeah, I finished up watching Chippendales this week, actually. So this is Welcome to Chippendales? Is that what it's called? Maybe. And not, not, the, <laughs> not the Rescue Rangers with uh, uh, Andy Samberg and uh, oh, John Delaney. Uh, yeah, it is Welcome to Chick. I, I started. Uh, am I going crazy? No, I, I. I also watched this. This is the. I think it's an eight-part series. Yeah. Um, with Kumal Nanjiari playing a guy, uh, Steve um, Banerjee, who who started Chippendales, basically in L.A. And it opens up. It's got this great episode where he's like he's working at a gas station, but he's made a lot of money for this guy, and he saved an incredible amount of money for what he's made. It's a great story, mm-hmm. and then he wants to open up a backgammon club. <laughs> That's amazing, right? Like this, cra- he wants to be a charming like no playboy. Uh, he wants to be Hugh Hefner. Yeah. So he opens up this club in L.A. and and he instantly it bombs. Like there's a couple guys playing backgammon. You see the time's gone past. It's been open, but in on, in the first episode, uh, wanders in, uh, Dorothy Stratton and her 
boyfriend who I'm now drawing a blank. I forget the guy. Who's played name. by Dan Stevens. Nick? This is all all. No, Nick real. is the other. Nick fella. is the other guy. Yeah. yeah. So it opens up, and and he's a bullshitter too. The guy that's playing Dan Stevens. He's just trying to keep basically Dorothy Stratton. And for people that don't know who Dorothy Stratton is, she was the playmate of of the month. Her career was just kind of on this incline. Um, Peter Bogdanovich uh, was was with uh, was trying to build her, her build her career and and they were dating as, as is Chippendale well. like a male strip club? male strip club okay yeah, there's so, a lot of uh, dancing like Magic yeah. Mike so they haven't nice. got to that part yet but all of a sudden like they're trying to find all these guy ideas so they have like a pickle eating contest or yeah. like some gross shit like. just, just gross shit that they're doing they're doing all this kind of stuff to make it work and the montages are great yeah. and I'm like I'm all in that on this show cool, this right? so, sounds fun and then they open up Chippendales because they, they have like an Eureka moment where like this could work we could have male Men. dancers and it's so like haphazard and funny and Dan Stevens is mm. who's playing this dickhead he has no boyfriend. idea what's going on he's just trying to like Figure it out as he goes. But Steve, this Steve Banerjee sees the money and this sees what's going to go on, and he's going to try to do whatever. And then in walks a guy that's done co- real choreography for television and movies, and he knows people, uh, and he thinks he can make these like dancers that don't really know what they're doing know what they're doing. They get real dancers. It's almost like this workplace kind of comedy drama at first, mm. and it seems to be working really, really well. Um, it, it it ends on a tragic note. I'm not giving a spoiler away, but the uh, Dan Stevens mm-hmm. character, the uh, husband of of Dorothy Stratton, kills Dorothy Stratton and then himself. It's uh, Star Eighty, I think, is the movie that that mm-hmm. talks about this. Uh, pretty horrific, uh, terrible. I I thought the first episode. I'm like, this is phenomenal. Even the second episode, I'm like, okay, yeah. I am in. Because like... the second episode gets into the club and how much fun it is to be there, mm-hmm. but also like how things could go wrong easy, but they're trying to like, uh, Steve uh, Banerjee meets his wife and she's an accountant and they're talking about just like how the, he's wasting too much money. On, co- on, on ice. And on not like not that. putting enough ice in there, so he's putting too much booze and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's charming, but I know this is based, and I haven't heard this podcast, but uh, my wife Tammy has, and our, 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 our a friend of ours Ken. He's he's listened to this podcast. So I think he had recommended this. Well, and it all goes crazy, like totally crazy, true crime crazy. So you're thinking, okay, like the, all the like the juicy stuff is to come. They fucking it gets real dry. It's not. It's like end. you're watching a Wikipedia entry on mm. screen. It's so bad. By the second half, I tried to downplay it to Maddie. I saw him out this week, and he mm-hmm. hadn't finished. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I love the Kamal Nanjari playing Steve Energy. Like he's great. I think uh, these comedic um, comedians who take these uh, dramatic roles usually kill it. Like he's up there. I think was one of my favorite actors right yeah, now. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's excellent all the way through, and and it's filled with great actors mm-hmm. like Murray uh, uh, Bartlett, who plays Nick Denoya, who's the guy that the choreographer, and then he starts getting more control. He's got a touring mm-hmm. company, and he, and Steve Banerjee gets jealous with him. And you think all this stuff, and Murray Bartlett's so good in this, like he was in the White Lotus. Yeah. You're like, fuck, this guy's awesome. Everybody's awesome. His wife is on her, Anna Lee Ashford, Juliet Lewis, Lewis is great, but it's so underwritten. Mm-hmm. Like the, the characters are just flat. All the it sounds like we're oh we're see that he said that one thing about how Steve is jealous about this one thing so you know that's gonna play yeah everything is foreshadowed so heavily mm-hmm. I how, ended, how many episodes is this eight. eight 
So you guys wasted eight hours, what you're saying? Uh, I wasted four. <laughs> four, yeah. Because yeah. the first four, first five, I was like, okay. Well, I probably get to the first four, and yeah. I just started, like, I was so enthused to watch this, and I don't know, like, I, how many things have I given, uh, like, a three and four star on this show yeah. that are, like, weekly cover, and then I read about it for hours? But, yeah, a really disappointing show that just felt like, the direction of where it was going eventually, and it's Robert mm. Siegel, who's like the big SNL writer. He did Big Fan and The Wrestler. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. Really disappointing for me. I'm going to give it five. In the oh, end. yeah? Yeah, I was going to give it 6.5 because I really enjoyed, yeah, Kamal and the first four were good. But yeah, there was that one fella who I guess is the uh, maintenance guy. I thought he should have been so much better, but he was so the actor was so bad. In well, that. it's like, just a terrible role. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be this guy on his shoulder telling him to do all the wrong things. It's like why? Yeah, it's already in this guy. He's he's so driven. Like the episode where he goes back to India is the last, yeah. I think, really good episode. And you see all these things that could be brewing, but even I don't know. There was just something about it that everything started becoming more and more obvious as as it went yeah. along. Really disappointing for me. Uh, I got one more again. I'll be quick because it's 2022, so I don't want to spend too much time. But I did finally see Robert Eggers' The Northman. Have you oh, guys? No, oh, yeah. I haven't watched that yeah, yet. Yeah, I saw this in theaters. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Like, it's, oh, no. it's my least favorite Eggers film. And there's still a lot. Like, it's it's a beautiful film. I just, like, I guess I, I, I expected it to be this big, epic, crazy, violent Viking movie. And I think, like, you get that in the opening, you know, where they take over the town. But, um... And then, then it's more of like a smaller kind of revenge tale where he's going to stay in this in the um, the guy he's trying to seek revenge this village, on yeah. this village and just fuck with the guy to get his revenge that way. Which it, it was still I liked all that stuff a lot um, when he's like hopping around at night and he's planning all these things. Yeah, like and it, I like I also I really like the psychedelic aspect that comes out in that. Uh, I just like they spent the so much time. money on this. I thought it was going to be bigger and more epic, and it, it's really like some of the battle sequences are still like uh, the opening, and then the other one where they go into the village. Like those would have been huge money because to well, build I'm trying to think of places. what it is the opening. Um, I don't remember a big. Well, it's, well, it's when it's when like the actual shit goes uh, uh, the down. The big musical number. Yeah, the big musical, huh. but like all of the actual like Viking settlements would have been massively expensive to build yeah. like they're they're huge and you they they take you around like the opening where he's a child they take you around that whole kind of yeah i think settlement. you just see ethan hawk because uh, ethan hawk's his dad coming back though i don't think there is a battle at the beginning is there no it's 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 the aftermath of what happens which i don't yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole. The, I don't think that's a spoiler. The movie's about his his dad's murdered, and he's going to seek revenge yeah. as an as an adult on the the people that were behind it. N- Nicole Kidman's in there. She was. Uh, I thought she was pretty good in it. Um, who is uh, Anna Taylor Star- Joy? Is in there. Stellan Star- Skarsgård. Which I think this is lead. my favorite thing he's ever been in. Potentially, usually yeah. I like him when he's like goofier. Yeah. When he's kind of like a dolt or something, and this one like. He's he's pretty badass in this movie. Willem Dafoe is great, but he's only got a bit part. I wish yeah. he had more to do. No, there, there's a lot to like. Like, there's definitely some horror kind of elements in there. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I thought it was gonna be like Braveheart, but with Vikings. Yeah, it's mm. not that. It's more of like a smaller, almost Shakespearean revenge tale. And you know, I think that yeah, when the the, the violence when it's there, it's it's pretty gory and and well done. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not Braveheart. Like he's got. 
I I don't I can't imagine that guy ever making something that epic th- or and also that classic in a in a way right like Braveheart almost feels like it's born out of like Ben Hur yeah. or, or, or 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 like a classic fifties spectacle of of Hollywood and I like Braveheart as as well even though I haven't seen Braveheart you like Ben Hur as well <laughs> I do not like Ben Hur actually um, I don't even think I've seen it. <laughs> Ben Hur is yeah like one of the classic movies that I do not like whatsoever. I, think I remember thinking it was okay. But, um, um, what about the guy who likes rats? I don't. <laughs> it's just Ben. Oh, that's um, just yeah, that's Ben. So. Yeah. Anyways, that's all uh, all I have to say about it. So, what are you going to give it? I I don't know. I I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. If I, I don't know if I should give a rating for twenty twenty two. It's going to yeah, spoil. Yeah, I, maybe wait. I, I'll, yeah. I'll say it's probably under. It's an under. We gave all our eighty five oh, yeah, 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 rating. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, I'll say okay. I'll say vengeance. If I'm going to rating for that one is probably like an eight. Oh, cool. Oh, it's a really I good would probably go this one seven and a half. Okay. So both really good. Yeah. No, I, I liked both, I, but yeah, like uh, yeah. You're expecting. I think the North Minute uh, is my favorite theater experience of the year like it was just like kind of awe-inspiring in the theater i don't it's not i'll I'll give a spoiler it's it's not going to be my favorite movie of the year but it was my favorite like holy shit like this this is this is special yeah something special to to watch in the big that was top gun for me baby (laughs) i I think yeah i think the problem too again without spoiling too much i thought the finale is a little anticlimactic like it's all leading up to this and then what you get I didn't think it was that exciting. It almost felt kind of, I'll just say, it almost felt Star Wars Episode 2-ish. <laughs> Spoiler uh, there. Uh, uh, like it, Again, better than that, but it, yeah. I don't know. I just expected I more. like the, the, where it's going with it. I, I feel like maybe that action sequence that you're talking mm-hmm. about might be the difference from me being like, Movie of the year to not movie of the year. I I I I, I agree with that. Like yeah, I, I think all this stuff of him fucking with him is more interesting than like. And I, I all, uh, but I also like why he does what he does at the end, and all the the motivations are are right. Yeah, for me. It, it, yeah. It again, it's it's a good film. I guess you know maybe I just went in expecting something different. Maybe I'll enjoy it more on second viewings. But I do find too, it's it's for me the least interesting of his third films. Like it felt like I've seen this film before, whereas. You know, The Lighthouse and The Witch, there's nothing like that's, any of those that, two That's films. true. I don't know if there's much like this either. Like you mentioned, it's not Braveheart. It's no, but there's a, but it kind of has that again. What's that like? Sh- like there's a lot of these like medieval Shakespeare kind of things where yeah, it's like, like you think it's going to be this thing, but it's more of a smaller kind of There's elements of, of like Kurosawa, yeah. I, I guess. Like again, he's just so unique. Uh, I, I think I like this one more than The Lighthouse, but I think The Witch is still my... Number yeah. one. Number one. He, it's still like... He's still a guy that has done three films that are completely different. Completely like that, different. That's, again, like, I'm going to keep on watching it. It's not a film where it's like, oh, I'm not watching any more Eggers films. Like, it's still, right. it's still a great movie. I just, like, was really hoping, you know... I don't know. Yeah. This was going to be a game changer for 2020. Yeah, and it's, it's not, a, uh, a, like, a standard epic yeah. blockbuster at yeah. all. It's, like, in his way... He's going into like Icelandic lore and like yeah. research to hell. Um, they, I will say this year is the year, and I I don't know if I felt like this the last couple years with the movies I really like. I can't wait to watch them again, and yeah. that's one of them that I can't wait to watch again. Um, I, I got one more thing. Uh, oh. I I finished off. Uh, Atlanta, the show okay. wrapped this year. So season four of Atlanta, we watched. They're now back in Atlanta. 
man, does this show just do whatever the fuck it wants. <laughs> like, it is... Uh, we're actually re-watching it again, which I, I probably won't cover mm-hmm. on this. But I realized, like, we started watching... There's only four seasons, and it started in 2016. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And we started watching it pretty soon after that and then took a big break for season mm-hmm. two. And um, I, I, it's made me think. Like, we talked about Mount Rushmore on here. Your Mount Rushmore sitcoms, your Mount Rushmore, you know... Yeah. Our our shows, I feel like we need a new section for like the Atlantas and Berries yeah. and all of these. Like they're not a sitcom, they're not a hour drama. They're doing something different. This one, which we were talking about, slightly almost could be an anthology series because every episode is its own thing. Yeah, it was one where like, some guys just trying to get a haircut and it's just not going right for him. It's Fuck so that, good. That episode's amazing. That's in season two, two I believe. Yeah. Um, it, it it ends so well, and it ends in the most Atlanta mindfuck sort of way. Is this it? Is that the? Uh, That's the it. Sh- it's it's the end. Like, is I, this an HBO thing? This is a FX thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you watch FX? It's on Disney streaming. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was it was delayed to go on Disney. It ended up showing, and I I like I liked watching this. I like watching this one at a time because it you, it takes a lot to get your. Mm-hmm. kind of mind around what's happening all the time but i, I know some people have like issues with because you're you're with the same characters may, the same main four characters yeah but they do kind of like deviate there's one where uh, one young lady goes to like a drake's totally. house party and like no one is in that other than her like Basically, i guess lakeith uh, i forget the guy's name yeah like he's just in there as like a, a darius character yeah yeah they're they're not afraid and i, I guess donald glover uh, just yesterday was asked like how do you feel like with it being in he was like we thought we were going to get canceled before it even went on the air because me and my brother said we were just we had this idea of what we wanted to do and we would do it as long as we could, and there really isn't anything that's ever been made like this. I, I it's it's an all time half an hour episode, mm-hmm. half so an hour maybe episode. Maybe I'll actually watch it. Yeah, would that count as an anthology series? No. Quite, all right. You're not fucking doing that. <laughs> what enough. if there's an episode where they're not in it? It doesn't matter. An anthology has to be every single episode is different yeah, cast. Fair enough. If you're repeating the same cast, what if no cast is in it? That's what I mean. Yeah, but then yeah, but is every single episode that? Way? No. Yeah, you can't just grab like one random episode that's like that's that, that's now called th- an anthology. There's there's a bunch of those. Like I think this is like a quasi anthology series, be- which has a through line. Yeah. It's almost unclassifiable. That's what I mean. No, anthologies can't, like, sorry, there's two different kinds of anthologies. There's the ones like Twilight Zone, they're just like separate episodes, different casts. And then there's like, like, technically, American Horror Story is an anthology because each season. Is a complete so the story White Lotus cast. is, but an but, but that's what I mean. Like I wouldn't count those if if you're right do, for mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about something an episode that we might have planned in the in the the long future. Mm-hmm. But I would yeah I would not count American Horror, Horror story. story season one as a thing. Yeah. It, but like, are you afraid of the dark? Would count. Yeah, any any show where it's like yeah. a different episode, different cast, different story, no no related. You know storyline, right? That that, but uh, yeah. So even Arya for the Dark, I don't think I would really count because the new seasons though, because they're they're like five episodes that are all interconnected. One story. It's like no. one. So that to me doesn't really like they kind of change the format. Um. Anyways, I'm gonna give the last season a nine, and I'm gonna give the show a nine point five. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it, I I I've been more and more curious about these kind of rankings about where where would I, I put things and. 
and and Kyle and I were talking the other day about like how how much we fucking watch and how many movies he watches. But then I also, you know, usually I I have a show going at at any mm-hmm. time, and then I usually have like Other just before shows. bed. Oh, we're gonna rewatch Seinfeld. Gonna and, watch some. Grim. And that's gonna take me six months, or I'm gonna watch Grimm every month, right? Like, that's just like a wind down. Maybe thing. one day we'll do some kind of TV yeah. list. I mean, that's gonna be hard because it's like, oh, to <laughs> catch up, I gotta watch six listen seasons. Listen to the grudge in his voice. Like, maybe one day we'll do but it. But even that, t- well, I, I that think anthology. it'd be hard for me because it's yeah. like because be every see, every show yeah. you might have to watch yeah. 30, 60 hours, yeah. right? Like. It'd be hard to. I do think you have to like do that. by memory in in, in mm. most cases. Like, I think mm. it's impossible to like. Even, I, I just mean for me who hasn't like really watched any yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking about this. I just or had you guys do it, and I'll just referee. I'll, I'll just be the guy that. <laughs> I, I think I think the the, the, the 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 Rushmore is the way to go. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, then you're still gonna have enough for. I'm yeah. gonna have four, and and but I think there is a new category. I think this half an hour thing that is just evolving now, that is new. It's not really a comedy, but it's not, yeah, drama. It's not a drama, and it's very cinematic. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think there's a lot of examples of these type of shows. So how would you divide it? Like, by, like, horror? Best horror TV series? Best sci-fi TV series? Best dramas? Best comedies? So for me, it was going to be, before it was easy. It was 20-minute sitcom. Or forty-minute hour, 40 minute hour uh, show. See, I don't know though. So, so it was that general. Because then you're comparing like literally Twilight Zone to Seinfeld. Exactly. Yeah. Well, to me, it should be almost by genre, right? Like the best horror TV shows, the best sci-fi, I the think, best dramas, I the think best you're, comedies. You're, you're onto something. I think you have to do that because you know then this would fit. I guess the show Atlanta is that a comedy? Would you consider that a comedy? Uh, no, we're just wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah like comedy. so, this is the other problem. Like with TV, is like they blur the lines so much now. Mm. Um. I mean, but that's something you oh you do with with film as well, right? Right? Like, yeah. Sony films is this a horror film? Is is Alien a horror film? Yeah. That's why I always like to do Mount Rushmore. It, you know, so it made yeah. you really think. It was like you got four half hour shows, you got four hour shows. That's it. Yeah. Whatever you think you you could. Uh, I think that'd be Island easy pick. for me because I only like like ten <laughs> three, <total. laughs> three shows. Uh, but it, it, now, like you could include Atlanta in there, but it really like goes is is this like. This isn't like The Office. Yeah. Um, um, in terms of structure, too, where The Twilight Zone is still made for television in, that, in the same beats. But I don't think you can compare Twilight Zone to Seinfeld or something, though. They're so different other than their time. Other, and, and the way they structure the beats of the show. So they have commercial breaks and all this, like... There's but like, they had less commercials back then, right? Like they, they had sponsors. Well, the commercials like actually right in the show, like like back then, <laughs> a half an hour show was a half an hour yeah. show. Now a half an hour show is twenty to twenty two. Twenty two minutes. minutes, yeah. Okay. Anyway. But even that is changing now with streaming because yeah. now there's like some shows are like they're fifty I, minutes. I, the next episode is an hour twenty. Yeah. The next one, like, well, that's Atlanta. Yeah. You get a twenty minute episode, you get a thirty five minute episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think going by time is maybe not the way. Anyway, that's something we'll I, talk about. I agree. About. I, think, about. I think it's been broken. My yeah. original, like, we talked about this maybe last year. Yeah. And we did our Mount Rushmore, and I, I pushed you guys to do this. And uh, I think Atlanta has finally convinced me that Kyle's way would have to be the way. I would almost, like, just want to listen into this joke and just take a huge list. Because every time you guys mention a show, I'm like, Fuck, I don't. I'll probably never watch this. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking notes in like one day. You, you know. get in there when you retire. <laughs> like and, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. You guys have really yeah. hyped them up. Westwood. This, uh, I feel like there's Deadwood. some. Other there's Deadwood, so many. Yeah. I feel like you guys have. If I've the Americans. 
Hmm. Which I somebody else was talking Ye- about. Isn't in Ye- a Yellow Jackets? Did you hype that one up? Yeah, I love first season of Yellow Jackets. So Julia I don't know. Lewis, man, she's killing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I yeah, had an idea. Anyway. I don't know if I told you guys about this, but uh, if Netflix had like a, a random randomizer, so like say you want to watch Seinfeld, but you don't know which what episode you want to watch, just randomize these. Just picks one for you. I will. Does it have that? I don't know. I haven't seen it, but. That'd be a good idea because sometimes you're like just you're clicking through TV like oh cool Seinfeld let's just watch this episode I don't want to go to like season one I think it might have this oh yeah all right let's I feel like my friends... it would only work really for like sitcoms and of shit, course right? yeah, yeah I guess yeah, anthologies yeah, yeah. it would work but yeah but it would work uh, probably not The Simpsons but I think Seinfeld you the could only do Atlanta one. yeah yeah Atlanta because even if you like Seinfeld still occasionally has a serialized thing you it doesn't yeah, matter it doesn't matter and Atlanta's yeah, like they're different. They're older now, but that's a lot of other shows. Mm. I think certain ones in that same Atlanta thing wouldn't work. Yeah, it's it, it's it. There, there's definitely like some shows that are going against the serialized thing mm. while still having that underlying thing, but not as mm. heavy. I I also think we're we're probably nearing the end of this kind of like. I wonder if uh, if if we're near the end of like this golden age of TV, which people you know have said started in the early two thousands. Yeah. And, but now you just the most popular shows on Netflix are like Emily in Paris, Ginny in <laughs> Georgia, or whatever. Like they're Wednesday, all, <laughs> Wednesday. They're all garbage, mm. and where it reminds me of early two thousands television. Where it was just all reality TV, and I just didn't give a fuck about any of this yep. shit again. I think we're quickly going to be in that era where it's still. I look at like something, and maybe I'll end up liking this. But uh, what's it? What's Yellowstone? Oh yeah, I want to yeah, see Kevin that. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like this. Seems, I like Kevin Costner. I like Kevin Costner, but this this seems like a CBS show. Like, what yeah. the fuck's going on? Like, with better... CBS, like, like Saturday Night, like... The- but they've learned all the tricks of Golden Age to hook people. Ozark was like that as well. Mm. Like, they, they learned all the tricks, but it's not actually that good. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't seen an episode of that. It could be great. I, I, will, I, I will say... I, I know seen, it has a pretty big fan base. It has a there. massive fan base. I saw, like, a, a, a little something of it when we were thinking of watching it, and I went... Nah. I guess uh, <laughs> I might eat my words on this one because I'm sure at some point I'm going to dive into this because so many people... Are you getting obsessed with it? <laughs> it's, it's so many family members are just like, have you seen Yellowstone? Yeah. You I think it is it. something that's attracting an older crowd. Like I feel like it's like our parents... Love yeah. it. It's a show for them. It's like Kevin Costner. But also, age, we, we, and, like my brother-in-law you know. and his, and his mm. girlfriend in the early 20s, tw- they love that show. Yeah. And like how sassy it is. And, you know. It's probably, it probably sassy? is too. You, you know what you're going <laughs> to yeah. get each episode, right? Like it, it probably delivers exactly what you expect. And, and you know. Yeah. And I'm okay with that too. Mm. It, just, it's, it just is a sign of the times that like that show, that type of show is now like, Oh, it's at the Golden Globes and the Emmys, and mm. and 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 it isn't just like it's like when CSI when it was starting to win all the awards because they just gave up on actual yeah. good TV for a while. It was just like, yeah, CSI's fine. CSI New Orleans, CSI, like, these are uh, fine. It's like Law and Order. These are all fine, but like, are these the best yeah. we have to offer mm. in the world? Anyways, I haven't Anyways. watched anything else. Okay, all right. Yeah, shall well, we get into uh, it? Yeah, let's uh, throw up the trailer. I'm sure it has some kick-ass. Ennio Morricone scoring it. Uh, Here's a trailer for Black Belly of the Tarantula from 1971. Night. A time 
for quiet. A time for evil. Behind the door, through the window, a time for terror. A terror that leaves a tiny clue, a pattern of blood. Repeated again and again and again. Inspector Tallini investigates a series of murders connected to a spa by a gloved killer who uses needles dipped in a chemical that leaves him paralyzed as he cuts them open. Yes, we're talking about 1971's Black Belly of the Tarantula. Now, this is early, pretty early in the uh, Giallo Mm. phase. I think this is like the... the first one after Crystal Plumage, where they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we got to steal from this." Yeah, because well, wh- yeah, like that's why it's called trench. Like, all right, but to be fair, animals. Argento steals from this. Film. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, a death that Argento rips off the exact same death. I mean, he does it a little bit better because he probably has the money too to show like the mm-hmm. head smack off the sidewalk. But there's oh, a yeah. death later on where someone gets trapped in a car. And they keep on driving in, until mm-hmm. they smack off, and that's that's right out of a deep red kill, um, which yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, th- this film probably came on after and was just ripping off, and it's like, no, this is like years before deep red. But um, this is directed by Paolo Cavera, who yeah, didn't really surprise. I was surprised didn't do too much. I, I was finding that about a lot of these guys, like even who I just talked about, the guy that did the high the um, high heels films uh, and, and walks at midnight, like. Most of them, I, I, I always thought like all these uh, shows were directed these, by yeah. like, I, mean, I know there is like Sergio Martino yeah. has like a whole collection behind him. You get into like, I think Umberto Lenzi maybe. Yeah. Uh, ba- Bava, Lamberto Bava did a couple. Uh, and of course, Mario Bava, Fucci, yeah. Argento. But uh, yeah, I always assumed like it was like 10 directors doing all these. But a lot of the ones I've been watching, it's like they did one or two and that one was offs. it. And that's what I, when we were doing like, what are we going to watch? And mm. I started looking at direct and it was like, this isn't helping me. Well, a lot, we, we, we had like we had a lot of Martino, and we narrowed it down to one because we didn't want the whole episode. Because we we said from the beginning we wanted to avoid the big guns, the Argento, the Fucci. They'll probably yeah. get their own yeah. episodes, the Bavas. Um, 
And then, but then it was like, there was a lot of Martino on the list, but we tried to narrow that down to one because we didn't want to just have, I mean, he could have almost had, I guess, his own episode, but um, his own month, sorry. But uh, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, this is written by Mar- Marco, Mar- Marcelo Denon and Lucio Lax. The only reason I mentioned, I guess, Marcelo Denon, like his big turn of fame, the only thing he also the bird wrote, cage? the birdcage, like I guess huh. that was big in Italy originally, and he did like three films. Or is it Italy or was it French? Uh, I th- uh, shoot. I know a lot of these films are like a mix of, you know. I think it's um, I think it's it's French. Yeah, so I, I didn't realize they did a whole trilogy of films because I, I just I know oh. I knew there was an original. It's a French Italy production. Okay, and there's like the '90s one with Robert. Movies yeah, 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 yeah. They and, did like a birdcage, like birdcage two, birdcage three. Yeah, like, I guess it was a big thing. Oh, it was wow. a huge hit. Uh, like pre. Uh, Nathan Lane, Rob Wayne. Yeah, this is in the seventies. I think these came out right. Yeah. The original ones. So yeah, I knew that one was the original. And then yeah, uh, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we talked about With Mork from Mork and uh, and Puma. <laughs> Outside of the beautiful women, the most important and the beautiful set sets and and you know photography. Yeah. The most important thing in a giallo is the score, and of course, Ennio Morricone does oh, the one in this one, it. which is which is great. It's a killer score. It is so it, sexy. I will say, man. It's, yeah, it's good. It's not. It's not my. F- yeah. Like when I go into other, there there are some more that were memorable, but yeah. right away it opens up with that like sensual score, and you're, yeah. you're kind of into it. Yeah. It is kind of weird the music, like they definitely, I don't know that they, they some of the music is all over the place, but it, in a good way. So I got this um, boner, this, the, yeah, this <laughs> box set that came out, and it was uh, I think it was on Mike Patton's label years ago. Yeah, Mike Patton from Faith No More and Mr. Bungle and everything, and it just took the best themes. From all of these, like, relatively, this is, I don't know, mid-2000s, relatively unknown. And Giallo, at that point, is, like, the it's hard to find, relatively unknown in in North America. And I feel like the breathing stuff is on that. Yeah, it does make sense, Uh, Because it it had a ton of, like, their short minute, two-minute clips. And I remember driving around my car just listening to all these, like, bizarre (laughs) fucking... They're so slick, though, aren't they? They're so good, and it, it... it almost opened me up to exp- it's probably early 2000s I was listening to this it opened me up to like more experimental music as well where it's you don't think about when you're watching the movie but some of the way he's putting together the score is mm-hmm. bizarre like the percussion weird things the there's like strings hitting but then he's got like like some sort of like roll on the toms that happens and then some screech of noise and it's mm-hmm. really inventive and this movie shows that off yeah. it's not as like you're not getting like a classic once upon a time in the West. Like, yeah, look it, at that. It, amazing. It, yeah, I, I found that's what I found. Like, it's really good watching it. It's not as memorable where I'm gonna pull out a bunch of tracks and left it. My maybe maybe one or two though. But like I I guess it's not even just Yadlo. I was just thinking as you're talking, like Italy in general, like their West their spaghetti westerns have great scores. Yep. Their crime films have great scores. And uh of course their horror films have great mm-hmm. scores. I mean, maybe Italy just was all about getting great fucking... I mean, a lot of it's more Coney, probably yeah, 70% exactly. of it. But I, th- I think but. you also had directors that knew the way they were making these movies, and, and people are awesome. Well, they're dubbed, and they're doing all... Mm-hmm. Well, that's that was because they could get big names, get financing, but that was going to hinder their ability of dialogue. Yeah. So you have to have great stylistic visuals and great music to offset that. And yeah. even the best Argento... Is going to have some of that, like, what the fuck are they yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I'm not going to go through the whole cast because it is a bunch of Italian names. I don't want to butcher. But uh, you're gonna. These are a lot of people you're gonna recognize. A lot these, of them did okay. repeat in Jalo. These are all Bond people. Am I wrong in this? There's like, three Bond girls, and, in and here. the leads from Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. He went on to be do the Daniel hey, Craig Cas- Casino Royale, and uh, yeah, th- um, that's Giancarlo Gian- Giannini. Uh, he was also, uh, I think, what's her name? Uh, Lena Wettermuller who's this director that I've been really wanting to get in. He stars in a bunch of her movies, Seven Beauties and uh, Love and Anarchy. These have been on my list for the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Um, I think she just passed away last year. But, but I, I just, watching this, he's great in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He's the difference. Most of the detectives in these movies. I, I'm glad you said that because I, I totally 100% agree. Like That's like my first point. And I think that's yeah. why this film works. Works is just, mm-hmm. like he—he's kind of the whole package in that. Like he's intelligent. Most fucking detectives in these movies are buffoons. He's a handsome dude. Like so, yeah, if, you yeah. want, if you're into that, like who doesn't want to have? Like I, I'm watching this. I'm like, can I get my hair like that? I'm, <laughs> I'm a ginger, so I just look like a pervert. But uh, <laughs> I totally wish I could. But and also, what I think was really cool. He's actually like a kind dude. Yeah. He's he not slapping like a, around women. He has he's, a heart. He's, he's like, not I can't cheating. do this anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, this is killing me. I'm the not, relationship I'm not between him yeah. and his wife is sweet, which you don't really get in like a lot of these yellows. Like he's actually, he's like the, the relationship between mm. him and his wife is like, it's, he actually loves her. It's this kind, sweet little he's relationship. He's thinking about like, yeah. leaving the force just to kind of like, spend more time when he's in danger. Totally. Like, no, this isn't right for me. Yeah. He kind of wants to get but out. But yeah, he's not cheating mm-hmm. on her, which is like every other Jalo mm-hmm. film. He's not, he's not ha- slapping around he's women. He's not which a hothead either. either. Yeah. Like, even when they like uh, show him and his wife kind of like boning on film, he's like gets a little bit embarrassed, but he's not like yelling at people and shit. And and, and he, you can believe that this is more like of a police detective, which we were talking about before. There's a name for these series, mm-hmm. police. It, it's some Italian word, but there's another like it's, it's like a giallo series, but it's all about crime and, and yeah. detectives. Um, and he kind of comes out of that. Where I think it's like p- Policio Teshi, or it's like, yeah, it's like police with a Z, Policio Teshi, Teshi, I don't know, yeah, it's something like something that, like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, like he's. He's trying to actually solve the crime mm. in a way that makes sense. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. hard because the story in this movie is not really why you're watching it. Like, the story is pretty... Uh, well, it's kind of standard Jalo story, Yeah, but, right? again, but it's, like, so abstract. Like, So if it wasn't him as the lead detective, I think none of the police stuff works, right? Like, it's kind kind of dry and boring yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and not well-written. It's but, just, like, red herrings constantly and, like... Nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> what matters is like slick architecture, cool babes. I do. I do enjoy yeah. the look of the killer. He's kind of got the standard like the gloves yeah. are so yeah, the, slick. The man. surgeon gloves that are almost like skin color. Yeah. color. It almost makes the, the the killer feel like they got like wax hands. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like he looks like a mannequin behind them. Um, and, and it does leave it open to interpretation yeah. who this person is yeah. in a, a kind of cool way. Which, yeah, I mean, they are. I would say most of these films are pretty good about keeping you guessing. I mean, some mm. of them is because it's like some There's bullshit. There's no possible way you're <laughs> you could ever guess yeah. it. But I do. I, I think the idea behind this one, where instead of just slashing, the idea that they have these like needles tipped in this like chemical that is kind of paralyzing people and then kill them while, like that's a pretty unique yeah and it's stuck right into idea. their goddamn yeah. spine yeah. and they and you show that do it. Yeah, yeah like it looks pretty real yeah. how they're doing it uh, th- that's and it opens up right away and you've got uh barbara boucher who uh right that's her name uh 
Maria? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who who we're it, gonna talk about next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah, she's in the, the film next week as well. And she it, only has a bit part in this, she's like the lead in the in Yeah, the next, but she's she's film. like highly um like you think she's gonna be the lead. It's almost yeah. like the the psycho thing. Yeah. And it opens up and she's getting a massage and then her husband's really mad when she comes back and says, You're and you're not just a nymphomaniac, you're a whore or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking it's gonna be about their relationship falling apart in some ways, and then all of a sudden she's the one that's attacked right away. Mm-hmm. Um, which just throw you because it's like she's the big name name in this for like mm-hmm. uh for the that time of uh, year. And it it's like a lot of these movies, graphic in the violence, but graphic in the sleaze <laughs> oh, yeah. as well. It is sleazy as anything. Yeah, like, I think everyone other than uh, probably maybe the most famous Bond girl, Barbara Bach, 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 Bach doesn't get nude. I think mm-hmm. like I think you see like, a glimpse, but they she's pretty good about not. But everyone else, you're <laughs> yeah. I, I it is funny watching all these like just even the outfits they wear. It's so <laughs> revealing. It's like how little can we have? Like you still have to wear an outfit. But can we have it so, like, you're barely wearing an outfit? And maybe that was the 70s fashions. I mean, I'm not complaining. All these women are, like, the most beautiful women you're going to see mm-hmm. in your life. Like, 70s Italian women, I don't know if well, it Well, they're not even Italian that. women. Yeah, like, sorry, a lot of them are American and stuff. Yeah, but some of them are, but, a lot of them are Italian. But that, what they're just trying to do or, is just, like, load up all these women that you're going to kill. And it, they're going to be the most stylish women. They're going to mm-hmm. be the coolest things. Their apartments are going to have the coolest record yeah. players. Yeah. All that kind of that shit. That record player was so slick, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do love so that there's a scene uh he's uh he's he's talking to uh, a scientist who is explaining how what the killer is doing Oh yeah. The, it's basically the the title of the story yeah. what the killer is doing how it relates to um I guess it's it's a, a wasp and, and a tarantula. Tarantula and how it it stings with it and paralyzes the tarantula and lays its egg and kills it that's how the killer. But it leads into like he's looking at the tarantula and it's like he notices that the sand is actually cooking. Like, this scientist knows this cop is coming over. And he's what gonna, He's going to do an exhibit. Not an exhibit, but he's going to do a presentation yeah. on how this relates to killer. And let's just leave all these fucking, uh, you know, tarantula tanks out here cocaine. with cocaine. And what tarantula... <laughs> like, that tarantula would be fucking Fuck high. <laughs> I just... I love that you get stuff like that yeah. in these jowls. Like, you can tell they always throw stuff that, like... It's nonsensical. It's stupid. But I'm so glad this kind of stuff is in there because it adds like yeah. that extra entertainment value that mm-hmm. it's always off a bit. There's always like unrealistic stuff in these films. Well, that was such an odd scene because like he takes the tarantula out and he was almost like he was like uh, threatening him yeah. with the tarantula. Well, I thought he did. He kind of like yeah. threw it at him to yeah. try to get away probably, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy's just like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did like that scene. It, it, gave me it always chuckle. makes these like... Almost surreal, almost like absurdist farces in a in a yeah. you know, in a way. And then, we, and I think when you add the dubbing and the, and the yes and the translation to the subtitles, yeah. even it's always off a bit. Like if you watch the Italian and the, with the subtitles, the subtitles are always off a bit. You watch the dubbing, it's always off a bit. So you're always it's almost like this other world where like it's not we're not in real life yeah, here in most of these films. And I think this is one of the ones that does a better job of keeping it. In more real- down to earth, and it, probably because the detective is the most realistic detective. Most of these detectives, they're so over the top. They're slapping women <laughs> yeah. all over the place. They're, and they're banging they're tons not, of women, and they're not memorable. Usually, no, no. Yeah. Like no. he's a, he's a memorable. Co- and I think, unfortunately, that's the downfall for me of this movie is the more tr- traditional stuff, except when it gets to this giant chase scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. In the middle scene, which is fucking incredible and it's so well directed mm-hmm. and it's so tense and you're with them and the great music's setting going with it and and yeah i i mean you it, you of course 
have to end with like a dummy going flying yeah, over there, smacking was... against the window. You see like the arm kind of pop yeah. off a bit hanging but, there, but, but they, they keep it. But even <laughs> that scene. Oh, it's so, yeah. Yeah, like it's where the incredible. dummy is, they, they smashed a glass window, which I guess got him in a bunch of shit. Oh, really? And they kept it, but they it was supposed to be like a clear thing. They had promised it, it, they were they didn't want him shooting there or, what, or whatever, and then the glass dummy goes down, smashes the window, and they're like, <laughs> "Well, that's a scene now." Like it, they they didn't love some of the stuff that you're talking about, mm-hmm. Kyle, but they couldn't shoot it again because yeah. they fucked up and they got kicked out of the, the place. The best the best dummy kill is still um, uh, Zombie Holocaust. I forget the other name of it. Um, Dr. Butcher or something. But you, they do the same thing. The dummy falls and it hits something. But you actually see it. No, when it hits the ground, the arm like pops off and shoots <laughs> off and they kept it. Like that's something you could have cut. That's just like that guy's known as like kind of, you know, maybe not the the best director. He does a lot of those exploitation films. Whoever did that, I can't remember his name right now, but it's it's great that they kept it. Well, they, that they could have like when he hit the ground, you cut away. But they cut, <laughs> kept the arm popping off and shooting out and you we totally talked see it. We talked about SCTV kind of the other week yeah. and they used to do that all, all the time because yeah. of all these movies in the 70s were using dummies so they would always use dummies in in a lot of their parodies um but the, there's some other standout scenes there's a great scene that again like final destination 2 kind of probably was influenced by where he's in his car and all of a sudden this truck backs up and there's all these pipes hanging out yeah and they go oh, flying yeah. through his windshield and he just like ducks out of the way um i like how i was actually ducking there. Actually yeah. Duck. but yeah i thought that was kind of cool i do really love the um uh, I'm assuming he's supposed to be gay. The uh, the, the concierge guy at the uh, the beauty oh, the spa. spa. Yeah. He's hilarious. He like, is he, amazing. He has like a great five minute scene where he's just going around talking to people, and he's just kind of like he's just ripping into yeah, all these yeah. ladies. <laughs> kind of witty, smart ass humor. I thought he was great. Um, there, there's a cool scene too. I don't know if it's a spoiler too much. I, I won't say who, but one of the, like the, the, the guys like I think it's just a garbage man. He's grabbing the the garbage to pull, and it's like kind of heavy. And he pops open and the bodies is there. Like, I thought that was kind of creepy and well done. Um, yeah. I could just imagine, like, you're a garbage man. You're like, this is a bit heavy. What yeah. is it? And you fucking open up and there's, like, a fucking Head. face staring yeah. at you. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I don't know. This one has always stood out for me, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, going back. Just because I think it it's one of the few, again, I think I probably watched five that had zero horror elements. Yeah. And this one still kind of has it. It has a cool score. It, ha- it definitely has elements... I know what you mean like it does drag at times, but I think there's enough elements that I Going like on. that I, that I, allow me to. Yeah, enjoy this I really one. like. I like. I, I it wasn't. I rem- the plot seemed familiar, and it was the chase scene that actually was like, oh yeah, uh, I've yeah, definitely seen far. this in in that run of. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I yeah, it's 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 a cool movie. I think it kind of. I don't necessarily love the the ending of the movie without going into it. Just yeah, I don't even know if we need to talk about it, do we? Yeah, probably yeah. not. No. But yeah, like... I do feel like, yeah, I feel like the story doesn't matter in this movie. Like, you're trying to follow, you're like, ah, it gets too needlessly complicated for no apparent reason. But you find, like, a lot of red well, herrings. Well, they, they make and, it set up. It's more, it could be yeah. a drug thing. And then yeah. when you find out what is actually, it's, it's a pretty traditional... Yeah. ...why the murders are happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I mainly don't like the set piece of the end. It doesn't cheat the audience, at least, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could... The person that ends up being, you could Believe guess, it, yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I did guess it for no other reason than, like, yeah, of course it's... it's what? Who else is it going to yeah. be at this point? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to I don't say? think so. I guess we're going to throw up our ratings then? Yeah. Um... I'm gonna go seven and a half for this one. Like yeah. again, I, I find with a lot of these, they're like just there, but they're not quite. 
Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? There's always that little tiny bit missing. And, and that's how I feel about this one. Again, I, I agree. Like, I think there are times when it drags. There's enough elements that I really like about it. I just wish mm-hmm. there was like one more element to like really hold it all together and to put it at that 8, 8.5 for me or something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it seven, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I like a lot of this. I, I was, I was in it. Uh, but then it, it, it seemed to every once in a while be like, ah, why, why is it having to go here? Like they, they would double down on his like dissatisfaction about being with the police. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really care that much about this. Mm-hmm. Like we've already got that beat. Well, one thing I forgot to mention, I did. I do really like how his wife is like selling all the furniture. <laughs> like why is she, she selling it to get better furniture or something yeah. is the impression I get, but like. It's kind of she, it's they've already got better furniture coming, coming but in. she's oh, okay. making money off the mm. other furniture. Okay, okay. I think I go six point five. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I enjoyed it, but like, I really want that story to really be a bit more gripping coherent. or something. Yeah. yeah, I do feel it did kind of like uh, it really dipped in places. You guys were saying, yeah. So yeah, uh, cool. Well, this is the first of our Jalouary uh, series. Um, we're gonna be back next week with. The Red uh, Queen, the kill Red Queen, seven kills times. seven times from I think 1972. I want to say never 72. Yeah, um, we got two more after that, as and well. then two more after that. Yeah, which we'll we'll and so again, like we always do, we've all picked one, and then next week is the pick that we all kind of disagreed on. Um, so, uh, if you got any questions, yeah. you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on Facebook group page, like page again. If there's any recommendations, I probably own most of these, uh, and I'm not going to get through them all. So if there's one I should put higher on my stack to watch. Uh, let me know. And uh, we're on uh, at Movie City Maniacs at Instagram and Graham. And uh, yeah, I've been uh, been posting name that movies recently with our our discoveries. Maybe we could do a maybe poll. We'll do maybe I could uh, give you some. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. Give me a poll. I'll do a poll this week because I, I have a couple that yeah I I want to get through, but I'm not going to get through them all. So yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. This was fun, and we'll be back uh, with some more Jello. Stay intrigued. Uh-huh.